The Twins crushed the Diamondbacks Saturday night. Almost a perfect ball game. We got a lot to talk about on today's Lockdown Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Saturday, June 18th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren, on this Saturday night. Before we talk about a fun Twins win, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Brandon, a lot to talk about here. The Twins win in Arizona. They've split the first two. They'll go for the series win Sunday. What's your biggest takeaway from this one? The Dylan Bundy looked pretty solid was big for me. I mean, he's been so hot or cold this season, and I think you would – pretty be pretty easy to argue more cold than hot especially lately but i think yeah the diamondbacks kind of eaten out of the palm of his hands yeah it's not gonna make people really think that he's back or anything like that this is not a very good diamondbacks lineup i don't think a lot of people would know who their number three hitter is outside of diamondbacks fans themselves but it's a step in the right direction and the offense gave him some support I mean, Gary Sanchez, Ryan Jeffers, the the Twins catching tandem or the catching duo, I guess, uh, with homers. Just a a very awesome team effort, and uh, you just got to take your hat off to them. Cattell Marte, not in the Diamondbacks lineup, perhaps their best player. I think he is their best player. I think Dylan Bundy, right now, I think the Twins, when they signed him, hoping to get some quality innings, I think he can do this against bad teams. And Brandon, he started against some really tough teams recently. He had to face the Yankees. And, you know, he's he's struggled against good teams, as you would expect. But it feels like he can give them quality innings against teams that are, are clearly subpar. And an ERA just north of five, it's, it's hard to know what exactly you should expect from a number five starter in this day and age with the offense a bit down across baseball, but I would imagine back-end starters with ERAs on average are about 4.7, 4.8, so he's not that far off that. Again, you'd like the velocity to come back, but it doesn't look like it's going to. He's a he's a respectable number five starter. He's kind of doing what the Twins probably expected him to do, and he, every now and then he's going to have a start like this where he goes out and just about goes the distance. All nine Twins hitters notched a hit today in this lineup. Is Celestino, I can't, I can't remember if Celestino got on the board. He came in for a rise. He had a what walk. He, he had a walk. Okay, so all ten reached today. And Alex Kirilov, we got a comment right here from Mavi. Alex Kirilov, hundred plus exit velo hit tonight. Choosing to leave, that's a good sign. He's back. Well, I'll tell you what, that's his hardest hit ball of the season, and by far his hardest hit ball of the season. And we're talking about an 11-game sample before he went on the injured list. But right. I think that might be the biggest storyline tonight. Brandon, Alex Kirloff returns and gets on the board with a two-run hard-hit double down the line. Yeah, what a nice piece of hitting. And the fans have been looking for a reason to believe Kirloff could be a factor all season long. 
and just wasn't there earlier this season in his big league time. He was absolutely cooking at St. Paul before this. So again, we've talked about the depth of this lineup pretty much since the start of the season. If, if he can be coming out of that funk that he kind of had prior to coming back up again, it just adds another layer of versatility. And we should talk too about how amazing it is that the twins win by 10 runs on a night where Byron Buxton doesn't play first of all. And then Gio Urshela bats cleanup, cleanup against a righty. You know, you look at his slash line and you're like, that guy should not be betting cleanup for anyone, least of all a team that's in first place and yet 11 runs and win by 10 runs. So it just the, the depth of this lineup is, is something you really got to take your hat off to. Let's talk about the central because we haven't had a chance to talk much about Cleveland. We've highlighted the White Sox just about every day. Twins still hold a five game lead. They whooped Justin Verlander today in Houston. They'll go for the series win tomorrow with Kopech on the hill, but we'll see on Sunday. We've talked a lot about the White Sox. Haven't talked about the Guardians, Brandon, who prior to today had won 14 of their last 17. They beat the Dodgers last night in extras, pulled within one game in the American League Central. How do you view Cleveland? I think because we haven't talked about them, I, I sense that coming in, we didn't see them as much as of a threat in this division. But has that changed for you over the last couple of weeks? I think you have to take your hat off to them because of how far we've gotten into the season to this point. Because I think if you look at Cleveland through the lens like like uh, Cleveland would look at you, you're both thinking, yeah, this team's overachieving. And once they come back to earth, we have a chance to make some things happen. And basically the fact that they're separated now maybe indicates that those two teams are a little more similar or a little more closely um, skill-wise related than we thought. But again, the fact that Chicago's in third, I think is the biggest surprise among those three teams. And, and I think Cleveland is solid. I just don't think they have the horses on offense to really hang in this division. But I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. And right now they're they're looking pretty darn good. I think they've won something like seven or eight of their last ten. They're just cruising. Yeah, I was just going to say this. Jacob commented, eight of the next 12 against Cleveland going to be an interesting stretch. So they have yep. three at home, yep. the Twins, against the Guardians. Then they go to Cleveland for five. And actually, since 2020, they've played Cleveland very well. Even in the 2021 season, I think they had a winning record over them. They've played Cleveland well. I think they played Cleveland better than they played Kansas City, at least in the last couple of years. Um, so, yes, we will, we will learn a lot. Eight games against the Guardians here. They'll probably split four and four, and then we'll be right back where we started. But I think right now, with the Twins playing Arizona, and then they have Cleveland, and it's not really tough until after the All-Star break at the end of August and then again at the end of September. But right now, they're still in that mode of let's build a lead here from first place. Well, and – when I look at Cleveland too, the pitching staff is just, it's so good. It's not as good as maybe we remember in terms of Bieber's good. McKenzie's good. All those guys are solid, but it's not vintage Kluber. It's not Trevor Bauer when he was just a stud with them and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, they won't blow you away until the later innings with Emmanuel class a and guys with their Sam Hanches, Minnesota. He's had a heck of a year, but yeah, you look at his numbers and you're like, you can't even believe he's the same guy from a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's Anderson Simmons. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but Anderson Simmons hit a home runoff 
uh, Sam Hench's last year. I was there at Target Field. And I saw oh, you tweet man. today. Anderson Simmons, OPS plus, did you say is six? Six. six. Yeah. I, I, I said that, and then someone said, yeah, well, it was negative just a few days ago. So <laughs> only one way to go. We went on a but, tear. Uh, we went on a tear. Yeah. yeah, Twins will go for the series win. Let's talk about Sunday's game before we wrap up here, Brandon. We'll get you to bed. I'm on the West Coast. So I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I mean, it's 945 uh-huh. or whatever. I'm sure you are. Uh, so it's Merrill Kelly, who's probably been the D-backs most consistent, best starter this year next to Zach Gallen. Uh, they will not see Gallen this weekend. So it's Merrill Kelly against Chris Archer. Good news is the Twins have saved all their best bullpen arms in the first two games because they were blown out Friday. They blow out the D-backs and get eight from Bundy on Saturday. So feel pretty good if you can get four from Archer, I would think. Yeah, and I, I gave the camera the – screen here a thumbs up not facing zach gallon is a it's a good thing the strikeouts haven't been there for him this season but he's maybe their most dynamic starter although luke weaver is eventually going to be very pitched that much this season the twins jumped all over him but as far as kelly is concerned he's not the kind of guy you're going to look at and have start like in your number one start in the playoffs or even your number two like game two but he's just steady. He's he's just like one of those guys that every team wants to have in the middle of their rotation. And it just so happens that he's one of their better guys because Arizona's kind of topsy-turvy right now. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the Twins can pull this off and just get into the habit. We hear this from, I, I think Dick Bramer says it a lot, just win series. Just win a series. Split your fours and take two or three in your threes. And you look up at the the and you've won eighty eight games or ninety two games. That's that's pretty darn good. It feels like they've been very good on Sundays. They lost to the Rays on Sunday, I know, and in, in uh, Fleming. But it feels like they've been very very good on Sundays, and hopefully they continue that trend on Sunday. Was that Fleming or what was that? Who was? Oh, uh, I can't remember his name. The lefty Springs. The lefty, Springs. Springs. That's right. I knew I had that wrong. Different lefty Springs. So not good that Sunday. But it feels like getaway days. They've won a lot of ball games. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It just feels that way because usually. No, you're right. No, you're right. I, I actually, when you started seeing it, I pulled up the numbers. On Sundays, the Twins are an MLB best eight and two, tied, wow. tied with the Padres and the Astros. So Amazing. then, and Arizona, yeah. Arizona, two and eight. So they got wow. a chance. You're you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> it feels like we record on Sundays and we're talking about a Twins win. And In my like, house right yeah. now, it is Sunday, Nash Walker. Oh, yes. 12, yes. Look at 12 that. 12.06 a.m. 12.06. <laughs> well, happy Sunday to you. Happy Father's yes. Day, sir. Have a great day with Thank your family. You. And Thank if you, you have time tomorrow, we'll talk. If not, I'll see you Monday night. All right. See you soon.